Two steps forward, one step back. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for more details. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Capitals as they took two steps forward and then took one step back. How is it that the Capitals found a way to beat the Kings? They found a way to beat the Ducks and they fall to the Golden Knights. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how Evgeny Kuznetsov is in Spencer Carberry's doghouse. A little bit later, we'll talk about why did Darcy Kemper start? It seemed uh, that it was going to be Charlie Lindgren that was going to get the start. What happened there? But just to get it going here, we'll talk about how the Capitals fall to the Golden Knights. And why does this happen? Why is this team so inconsistent There's not a lot of continuity with this team. It seems like, you know, well, they learned something in that game or in those games against uh, the Ducks and the Kings. And they're going to they're going to take that and 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 use that against that same stuff they learned with the Golden Knights. But it's not the case as they fall flat on their face. And it seems like, you know, the things that uh, were addressed or fixed uh, seem like they're undone in a hurry. And I don't get don't get me wrong. I understand that the Golden Knights are a really, really good hockey team, but the Capitals struggled immensely uh, against the Golden Knights, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm glad that the Caps can beat poor teams, but I want them to beat the best of the best. That is the measuring stick on how your team should be judged, because if you have any lofty goals of winning a Stanley Cup, then you're going to have to get through the likes of the Golden Knights, the New York Rangers, etc. So uh, a bit disappointing, I guess, is how I would summarize uh, the game. So it was a four to loss, four to one loss to the Golden Knights. It wasn't even really that close. Uh, there were moments, you know, in the first period, they seemed to be pretty dialed in and then it just kind of fell off the rails. Uh, the Capitals still have yet to win their first regular season game in Vegas, they are 0-5-1, uh, and it's interesting for me, um, you know, if you're into like superstition or, you know, just kind of odds, you know, it's interesting that the Capitals found a way to win games in 2018 during the Stanley Cup run, but it has eluded them the ability to win games during the regular season in Vegas. That's kind of an interesting stat there. Vegas had more shots and quality shots. They outshot the Capitals 27 to 9 through the first two periods. 
Um, so uh, everything was firing on all cylinders for that team. And I mean, it was the same thing. You know, I'll talk a little bit later about the goalie situation for the Capitals. Uh, they had a goalie situation with the Golden Knights as well, as uh, it wasn't uh, the starter that everyone thought was going to get the start for the Golden Knights uh, either. Um, but, you know, giving credit where credit's due here, Spencer Carberry did his level best. He didn't stick with the same lineups. No, he didn't do that. He juggled things up a little bit to, to try to get the, the energy, get the offense going. Uh, pretty much to no avail, uh, but he tried, and sometimes trying is half the battle. Uh, so there were some line shakeups. Connor McMichael uh, went on to work with Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. Dylan Strome played with Protus and Anthony Mantha, and Nick Dowd played with Sonny Milano. And that was the tough thing, you know, was just trying to get any kind of uh, goal scoring going because, you know, for the longest time I thought, well, at least they would get some production from the bottom six. It was, no, it was, it was a tough game, all things considered. And Cassidy really has that Golden Knights team uh, dialed in. Hendricks here and Evgeny Kuznetsov was demoted to the fourth line to work with Malenstein and Nicholas Abe-Kubel. And I'll talk about Kuzi uh, a little bit later in the show, but you know, that's, that's one of the tough things, you know, I, again, you walk, uh, you know, away from games, you know, especially the games against the Ducks and the Kings. And you felt like, well, there they go. They addressed what's wrong. They actually got off the schneid and they got a power play goal. Things are going in the right direction and then they take steps back. But uh, the, the Capitals don't have a lot of time to sit here and dwell on what went wrong. They got to look at the video, ultimately then burn the video and move on to the next one. The Knights did their best and was playing, uh, they, you know, blocking shots made it really difficult uh, for the Capitals to get any shots through. So they're, you know, not only do they have great goal scorers, but they're selling out, they're laying out in front of shots uh, was just really impressive to watch. Uh, the line scrambled seemed to work, outshot Vegas 13 to 8. Um, to start, but then it just kind of fell apart. And uh, the Caps' lone goal uh, came from Tom Wilson. So Tom Wilson uh, is, on, is on a bit of a heater there, his fourth goal in two games. Uh, so it's good that we're getting that productivity uh, from Tom Wilson. But again, if you're going to have any goals of doing bigger things on the bigger stage, you're going to have to take down big opponents, and they're going to have to continue to get goal scoring up and down the lineup. You know, Alex Ovechkin, you know, I hate to beat a dead horse, but when is he going to get engaged? When, you know, is a lot of the bigger names on the team, Kuznetsov, um, you know, we're talking about Sonny Milano, those kind of guys, when are they going to start scoring goals on a regular basis? So it's not just Strom uh, and Wilson getting the primary amount of production out there, but all things considered, it was kind of a rough game to watch, and I kind of saw the writing was on the wall uh, that the Capitals probably were not going to win this game quite early in the game. Sometimes you're like, well, maybe they can kind of turn the ship around and kind of find their way. It was tough sledding the entire game for the Capitals as you know the Golden Knights you know, threw the kitchen sink at the Capitals, and they kind of just chucked it back in their direction. They didn't have a real answer. Uh, for what the Golden Knights were putting in their direction. But, like I said, it doesn't get any easier for the Caps as they take on the Coyotes next. And I know what you're going to say, Tam, the Coyotes. You know, if you're a casual uh, NHL fan, you're going to say the Coyotes, well, they're going to just be able to sleepwalk through that one. This is not previous year's Coyotes. This team this year is actually pretty good. Are they one of the best? No, but they're still pretty good. They're a lot better than they have been in previous years. 
So the Capitals have got to be ready. The Coyotes have four straight wins, each coming against the past five Stanley Cup winners, Blues in 2019, Avalanche 2022, Lightning 2020, and 21, Golden Knights 2023. So, it's going to be a big one here. Uh, their next game is against the Caps, the 2018 Stanley Cup champions, uh, if you don't recall. So, uh, again, uh, just it wasn't a lot of positivity to take away from that game. It was a lot of, well, why is this not working? Why are some of the things that they're doing uh, against the Golden Knights, you know, how come those same things they did against the Kings and in the Ducks? Why is that not working here? Uh, because ultimately, I think that the Golden Knights are just that good of a team. They're stifling. Their defense was stifling. And the Capitals had a difficult time gaining any type of traction out there. They tried their darndest to get it done. Um, you know, again, you talk, look at Spencer Carberry. He did his level best by taking that snow globe and shaking it up and trying to mix and match, not digging your heels in and going, no, this is, these are going to be the lines and that's the way it's going to be. He tried, he made a valiant effort to try to get uh, the Capitals uh, to get jump started with their uh, offense, but uh, ultimately to no avail as the Capitals fall in quite a big fashion. Again, tough. I wish they could have got that monkey off their back and finally got a regular season win in Vegas. Uh, we're hoping for bigger and better things as the Capitals prepare to take on the Coyotes. All right, so coming up here after the break, ultimately, what was wrong with Charlie Linger? And it seemed like he was going to get the start in the game. Why didn't he? I'll talk about that coming up. Chill season brings all sorts of possibilities. Alex Ovechkin could score 50 goals. The Capitals could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Hockey and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And let me tell you something. I'm a guy that wasn't that big into fantasy sports until I found Sleeper. And now let me tell you, I love it. And I think you'll love it too. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Alex Ovechkin or Tom Wilson will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Capitals fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for more details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Do it today. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the things that I thought going into the game in Vegas was that Charlie Lindgren was playing really well. It just stands to reason that he should get the start in Vegas and really help the Capitals in their pursuit of continue winning. That's what it's all about at the end of the day, winning games and trying to climb the ladder that is the Metro Division to see what you have 
to make it to the top rung. There are people that are trying to push you off and, and make you slide down, but you got to be the one that's going to hit them and say, no, I'm climbing that ladder. And you're going to be able to do that by winning games. And, uh, you know, the Capitals at the Thanksgiving break were in second place. Uh, they slid a little bit, and then they picked up two big wins. Uh, but then they dropped this big game to the Golden Knights. And I got to say, it, it is a bit disappointing. But taking a look at the standings right now, they are sitting in third place with 26 points. The Hurricanes in second with 29 and the Rangers are kind of starting to walk away with it a little bit here. They're starting to distance themselves as they have 37 points. Um, so it is going to be an ambitious goal for the Capitals if they hope to be atop of the Metro. And I know that you don't need to be atop of the Metro to make it to the playoffs, but it still looks good. Uh, but taking a look at the game and taking a look at why Charlie Lingard didn't play, it was that crazy moment. Uh, there was all kinds of uh, transactional things going on with the Capitals, like this guy from the ECHL got called up to the Bears. And, and what does this mean? There, there's something crazy going on here. There must be some sort of injury. Uh, as it turns out, uh, Charlie Lindgren was not good to go. It was, it was listed as maintenance, body maintenance. And then he said uh, the official cause for the game was illness. I guess we'll never know. It really doesn't matter. He wasn't good to go. Uh, so or uh, Hunter Shepard, had to fly in a hurry across country. And there was that video footage of him carrying his his equipment into the arena and just arrived shortly uh, before the game started and didn't actually make it to the ice until after the game started. Wow, that has got to be a crazy thing for Hunter Shepard as he's jet-setting all over the country, helping out the Capitals. And, you know, I'm glad they have someone like that that, you know, when called upon, he's ready and good to go. So there are, is a little bit of question about ultimately what was wrong with Chucky Sideburns. Uh, not really sure what was wrong with Linger and other than being listed as body maintenance. Uh, but Kemper, you know, I, I don't mean to disparage or say anything too negative about him. Uh, he did a good job. Despite what the box score showed, he stopped 32 of 35 shots. That's good for a .914 safe percentage. You know, it could have been far worse. I think if it was a less of a goalie out there, I think that there would have even been more goals scored by the Golden Knights. So all things considered, I think that uh, Charlie Lindgren, from what I have heard, is going to be good to go uh, if he is, in fact, going to be the starter uh, against the Coyotes. And if you're asking me if I'm the head coach of the team, absolutely, I would put Charlie Lindgren in net. He is going to give the Capitals the best chance at winning games. I don't need to think about it. If someone said quickly, who's going to give the Capitals the best chance to win? Kemper or Lindgren? Lindgren. I don't, I don't even need to think about it. I don't need to process it. I don't have to say I'll get back to you. I know that right now he gives the Capitals the best chance at winning. So why not go with him? Taking a look at it, Hunter Shepard was laying in bed in his Charlotte hotel room Saturday afternoon, napping in preparation for a game against the Checkers. Later that night, when his phone started buzzing this piece in The Athletic, the call was from Hershey's vice president of hockey operations, <clears throat> excuse me, Brian Helmer, informing him there was a flight from Charlotte to Las Vegas leaving in about 90 minutes, and he needed to be on it. Wow, isn't that kind of crazy, you know, just slumbering in your hotel room, getting ready for the game that night, and then all of a sudden, hey, what are you doing right now? You need to get all your stuff good to go, and you need to be in an airplane in 90 minutes. That is crazy. Um, and, you know, you got to give it to him for being prepared. It's almost like being on active duty in the military, you know? It's just like, when called upon, you better snap too. Um, so, you know, good for 
Hunter Shepard always being ready to go. Uh, he has always done a really good job stepping in and helping out for the Capitals whenever called upon. And again, if you if you're not an everyday of the show, I'll let you know my feelings on it. If for some reason there was an opportunity where another team was in need of a netminder, I would have absolutely no problem uh, if the Capitals decided to trade Darcy Kemper if they could finally address positions of need for the Capitals like that top six position that we always hear about or another position because I think that the Capitals would be in an excellent position with Charlie Lindgren and Hunter Shepard uh, with Clay Stevenson presumably being the number three in the organization. That's what kind of faith I have in the Capitals net minding and it's shown uh, up and down through the lineups, uh, whether it is the players that are playing with the Hershey Bears, whether it's the players playing for the Stingrays, uh, you take a look at um, Antoine Keller uh, getting a goal. Uh, you take a look at Mitchell Gibson. It's just quite stunning. And, and you know, I'm very proud of the Capitals netminders, and I'm very proud of what Ross Mahoney uh, and his staff does because you take a look at Antoine Keller. And people were talking about it like his stuff, you know, all, on the day of the draft, everyone's stuff was put away and ready to go. And the Capitals had one more player they wanted to select. And it was it was Antoine Keller. And what kind of crazy thing is that? And then he gets that goal, a goalie goal. It's such a cool thing. And, uh, um, you know, that's one of the things that I love about this team is just historically, they've always had really great, great net minding. So if one guy gets knocked down, in this case, the last game, the Golden Knights, Charlie Lindgren wasn't able to play. Illness, body maintenance, whatever. He wasn't good to go. Darcy Kemper stepped up. But even if it wasn't Darcy Kemper, I have no problem if it was Hunter Shepard. And, you know, everything I've seen, I would have had no problem if it was Clay Stevenson. This team is in just such a great position as far as netminders are concerned that uh, I think to a certain extent, they kind of have to be the envy of a lot of other teams uh, in the NHL. I, I mean, I don't have the data in front of me, but I got to say that I think that the Capitals netminders, as far as depth is concerned, has got to be one of the best, if not the best, uh, in the NHL. So a really great thing for the Capitals. I'm glad that Darcy Kemper, ultimately, again, you take a look at the box score, and it wasn't you know, a convincing, it wasn't really that close, but saving 32 of 35, not that bad, if you ask me, um, and uh, good for a .914 save percentage. Uh, there's not a whole lot more than we could have asked for uh, from Darcy Kemper. But again, it does appear that Charlie Lindgren is going to be good to go uh, against the Coyotes. Let's, in fact, hope that he is. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov is in the doghouse for Spencer Carberry. What did he do this time? I'll talk about that coming up. Drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments in virtual interviews, and let me tell you something, if you are a person that hires people, 
You don't need to, to go through paper applications. You don't need to do you know things that make your job that much more difficult. You need Indeed. Indeed knows when you're going to grow your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why you need Indeed. You only pay for quality applications that match your must-have requirements. Uh, Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. So do the right thing. Go to visitindeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we do know that Evgeny Kuznetsov has been a problem child for the Capitals, I guess I'm going to say. And one of the things that I said in the offseason, if there's one thing that Spencer Carberry can do, or two things, I guess, other than win a Stanley Cup, it is going to be reinvigorate Anthony Mantha. Everyone's like, there's no way that's going to happen. Guess what? It's happening. Um, and the other thing is getting Evgeny Kuznetsov going. You know, the quirky, neurotic guy, If can they get him going in the right direction? As it turns out, he has been struggling. You know, he's kind of bounced around. To, you know, he played for a while on the top line with Alex Ovechkin, and then he slid down to the second, down to the fourth, and ultimately benched. So what does that mean for Evgeny Kuznetsov in the next game? Would Spencer Carberry ultimately healthy scratch Evgeny Kuznetsov, do you think it's possible? And what do you think the outcome of doing such thing would be? Do you think uh, if you take a look at Evgeny Kuznetsov, I kind of know how the guy's wired. Uh, you know, if he feels like he's disrespected, he's not going to be the guy that's going to rise to the challenge. He's going to sulk and kind of be a big baby about it. So I don't know if necessary, you know, necessarily that's the right idea. Um, I think if I was the head coach, what I would do to kind of send a message without making him a scratch is put him on the third line to start the game or the fourth line. And that could still have the same kind of effect because you saw how, you know, crazy he got, uh, when, you know, he was demoted under, uh, Peter Laviolette and people thought, you know, that there was a disconnect there. And I ultimately think it is. Listen, as we take a look at Evgeny Kuznetsov, the guy's got, more issues than Reader's Digest. And I don't know if there's a real easy way to fix what's wrong with him. But one thing I know for sure is it doesn't make it any easier to try to trade him if that's something that the Capitals are interested in or if Kuznetsov is interested in, as he has expressed at least two times that we know of in the past. So a tough thing for uh, Kuzi. It's a tough thing for the Capitals. Let's just hope that uh, it's a bit of a blip on the radar and he can get going. But he is in the doghouse. I uh, was playing with Ovi earlier. He started the night between Milano and Hendrix Lapierre, moved to the fourth line, and then benched altogether. He was riding the pine, as they say, for the rest of the game. And the second line did struggle uh, when he was playing out there on the ice for the first goal of the night at 8.53 in the first, first and second period were rough on that line. Vegas outshot that line 6-1 to one and outchanced them 4-2 to two on 5-at-5 five five hockey. So it was a tough thing for uh, Kuzi. It was a tough thing for a lot of different players on the Capitals. But, you know, obviously the big thing uh, out there is uh, when he gave the Knights their fourth power play after colliding with forward Jonathan Marchessault. 
and then moved to the fourth line in the third period. Carberry benched him after just three full shifts on the fourth line. He had seen enough. And I think as Capitals fans, to a certain extent, we have seen enough. It has been a bumpy ride uh, for Evgeny Kuznetsov on the Capitals. At times, I'm like, well, he's found his way. He's doing really good. But there's been something that's been wrong with him the last couple of games where he has seemed like he was just really agitated, like getting into physical activity after, you know, behind the net, after they blow the whistle and, and you know, uh, and I, it's just, it seems like there's something wrong. And then he's in the penalty box and he's getting himself into a, a lot of trouble. So I don't know if there's something going on with him personally. I don't think I'll ever know that, but it just seems like you can kind of read the tea leaves and kind of look into people just based on their activity on the ice. He just seems at least in the last um, two to three games, like he is a lot more agitated after the play. Um, and I don't know if there's something going on with him. I, I'm sure that he's probably frustrated that he's not getting the kind of production. I, I'm sure that he's not happy that he got demoted, uh, you know, all the way down to the fourth line and then eliminated from the game altogether. But I think to a certain extent, you have to, it's hard to tactfully deal with these kind of players. How do you shoot you know, something across their bow without them getting too offended. And, you know, I think that, you know, like I say, if Genny Kuznetsov's the kind of guy you offend him enough, then all of a sudden he's all over Russian media saying that I want out of D.C. And I think to a certain extent, you know, your wish is is the capital's command if they can find a dance partner uh, to take Kuzi. Because at the end of the day, you need to upgrade. As bad as Kuzi can be at times, you don't want to get you know, something less than he is. That's just ridiculous. That is ultimately the definition of insanity. So again, let's hope that it is just a bit of a blip on the radar uh, for Evgeny Kuznetsov, because, you know, on paper, he seems like he would be such a great player. And my big fear, and I guess it's something that's just a fear I'm going to have to get over, is that if Evgeny Kuznetsov gets traded out of Washington and goes to another team and just totally kills it. And, and then you're always kind of left scratching your head like, where was that on the Capitals? Why couldn't you find your way in the Capitals? Uh, you've seen players that have left the Capitals and gone on to kill it. Um, so it is a bit of a head scratcher. What is going on with uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov? I know that he is a bit of a quirky guy, kind of unpredictable. But let's hope that uh, if he is, in fact, playing in the next game, I'm sure he's going to be in the lineup somewhere. It's going to be interesting. Hit me up on Twitter at DanCaps218 or at LockedOnCaps or hit me up on YouTube. I want to hear your thoughts. Where is Evgeny Kuznetsov going to be in the lineup as they take on the Coyotes? Will he be a healthy scratch? Will he be on the second line, the third line, the fourth line? Surely he won't be on the top line after being benched. I want to hear your thoughts. Ultimately, knee-jerk reaction right now. I see him on the third line, center position, uh, but with a short leash. You know, I don't think that they're going to put him all the way down on the fourth line, um, which isn't, you know, as bad as it sounds because, you know, Nick Dowd holds it down all the time there as well. So it's going to be an interesting thing. And ultimately, I think that was just Spencer Carberry trying to send a message like, do you get it yet? You got to start playing better. You got to be more responsible. You can't. Uh, when we're down in a game, uh, draw another penalty. You know, it's just not, or cause another penalty, excuse me. Those are the kind of things that you just cannot do. If the Capitals want to get back into the game, it's not going to serve them well if you're sitting in the penalty box, putting the other team on the power play. So a team like the Golden Knights, they will make you pay 
uh, and they ultimately did. The Capitals lost, and it was a difficult one to watch. Again, I'm not going to try to overthink it too much. I did that with the game against Edmonton, and I did that against the Sharks. Like, going, what in the world is going on? Uh, there's been times that I've just been truly hyped on this team, and then there's been moments like I don't even know who they are. Let's just hope that the loss against the Golden Knights was a blip on the radar, uh, and they can continue trending in the right direction. Because as we take a look uh, at the schedule, it is going to be a busy schedule for the Caps. As we know, they take on the Rangers, or excuse me, the Coyotes. Then they take on the Stars, and then the Rangers. It's going to be tough outs. I, I don't think the Coyotes are going to be a slouch. I think the Rangers are going to be a big opponent. And then, you know, kind of scanning down the schedule, another one that may be difficult uh, is the Flyers as well. I know they've kind of been up and down here as of late. Uh, also in the mix there is the Blackhawks, which seems like they're this just isn't their year. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful, and I have you to thank. So thank you for joining me each and every night. Uh, when you're done here, head on over to the Locked On streaming channel. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sport, sports stories of the day. With our local experts, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, do it today. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.